Welcome to the Church in Gulliver podcast. I am your host, Jedediah, and... The co-host, Newton. And so, we have elections next week. Yay! <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, but in light of recent events, Malawi, we as a country are going to the votes again after a year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, we didn't stutter. That was not a mistake. It's not after five years. It's after a year. Yes. Because by the grace of God, the courts had ruled that the elections were not free and fair, especially the presidential relations. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to the votes next week. And we will be choosing between different political parties. Um, I am told it's going to be three yes, political parties three. that we're going to be voting for. So it's how are we thinking through voting? Um, how are they thinking through making a decision of the person who rules our government, uh, makes policies and makes decisions for us on our behalf? Um, living in a democratic country, we believe that the change that we're going to be making is going to be fully representative of what people's desires are. So, Newton, mm-hmm. what does the Bible say about government? About government? Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's a very uh, good uh, question. Mm. Although the word, oh, there is a word government, right? In Isaiah. Yes. Isn't there? Is it Isaiah 9? The, there's, a, there's a word in government. There's also one in uh, Romans chapter 13 uh, mm-hmm. where Paul is talking about. Submit to the. Those in authority. Those in authority. So those in government have been instituted there by God. Mm-hmm. So I'll say then uh, government is a way of actually ordering our lives. Mm. That would be my simplest uh, definition of what uh, government or governance is. Yeah, I don't know if you want to add it to so uh, I, that. I'm going to chip in by going back to the beginning. Okay. Um, Genesis chapter 1 mm-hmm. and um, Genesis chapter 1 verses 28. Okay. And says, and God blessed them and God said to them, meaning man and woman, mm-hmm. be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Mm. Personally, I believe that's the first mention of any sort of government or political structure. Mm -hmm. God is telling man, giving him a mission, how to take care of the land, Mm -hmm. how to order the resources, and how to make use of them. Mm. The point is that they should be fruitful. Mm -hmm. The point is that they should multiply it. And they should fill the earth and subdue it. And then you have that key word there saying, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over Mm. the birds of the heavens, and every living thing that moves on earth. So particularly I'm thinking and I'm arguing to say that the Bible is giving us a reality and a structure of government being instituted by Adam and Eve having management over the resources they're given. Mm. Fair assessment? Fair assessment, yes. And so the Bible talks about government from the beginning. It's arguing for a structure, order, and a purpose. Mm -hmm. The fruitfulness of man, not just the fruitfulness of the majority, but the fruitfulness of everything. Mm. Under a perfect universe that God had created, resources were meant to be used and utilized for the fruitfulness, not just of man and woman, but even of the fish, the birds, and other living creatures. The reality mm. was not the abuse of the power. The reality was the usage of that power and resources for the benefit and the flourishing of all creation. Mm. 
Wow. So I would say that's, you know, first structure of government mm-hmm. and first structure of thinking about politics. God has instituted a certain reality of dominion for his creature. Mm. Now, us today, as we're looking at government, we're not living under a Genesis one world. Mm-hmm. Not every single person is really having dominion for the good of everyone. Mm-hmm. Mostly are having good for their own good. Mm. And so how then do we start to navigate politics, uh, which could be defined as the order of how those resources are used, um, how policies are made. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not political scientists in any way. Our main food is theology. Mm-hmm. But politics would be understood as the distribution of resources for the good of man or for the good of a community and society. Yes. And so by that structure, we are arguing to say every person is political. Yes. Every person is political. I think just to qualify that, first and foremost, we believe in the separation of state and church, but Mm. we don't believe in the separation of faith and uh, politics. You cannot separate your worship and your politics. And I think as Christians, many times we do not always uh, understand that. I think we have an artificial understanding Mm. of uh, politics. Yeah. But we, to some extent, uh, all do politics. Yeah. We're all all very political Mm -hmm. in a sense that when you look at your life, what the government does affects you one way or another. Yeah, because again, another understanding of our politics is how we order our lives together, Mm. right? How we do that uh, together. So we need to understand that uh, we cannot avoid this uh, uh, subject. But uh, yeah, now we are heading to elections next week, uh, uh, Tuesday. I wonder if our brothers and sisters in Malawi can be able to give a reason why they are voting for that party over the other. And I think that's an important question. Then what qualifies making that decision from a Christian perspective? Mm. Because you couldn't say, oh, this party is Christian. Yes. Um, we love to say we're a Christian nation, but I have not seen a Christian party in my whole life. Maybe one would come, but I have not seen a Christian party. Mm. But I have seen good political parties. Yeah. I have seen good policies. I have seen good ideas. I have seen good arguments. I have seen good manifestos, maybe too many. Mm-hmm. So how do we make the decision between how we will order our lives together? Mm. Yeah, I think if... And maybe go to Proverbs 8. Let's see if that may do me good. Mm. Uh, Proverbs 8, 14. Say, I think Proverbs 8 is just uh, good as uh, uh, a filter as we come to this uh, decision. 8, 14 says, I have, I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight I have uh, strength. So I think that question begs for how can I be able to vote wisely? Yes. And wisdom is hard to come by. Yep. 
But the truth of the matter is we need God's wisdom to do justice. Mm. We need God's wisdom to be able to uh, vote uh, uh, rightly. And I think you have just made things even complicated for me complicated for everyone because i am a christian but you're telling me there are no christian parties yeah there are no christian parties i'm sorry to say there might be christian politicians but there are no christian parties no christian parties in fact to be honest if you look at our country there has never been a christian government hmm. so how do i vote as a christian who do i vote for how do i know who to vote for and again i'll go back to genesis mm-hmm the structure which God was initiating dominion and rule was not necessarily for the um, betterment of the person who's standing in the party. It was the betterment of every single person. Hmm. Wow. Adam and Eve were not going to be fruitful and multiply for their sake. They mm-hmm. were going to be fruitful and multiply for God's sake. Hmm. And his drive and his divine prerogative was a successful, <laughs> to use that word, and fruitfulness of pretty much everything. Wow. Gives you insights into start to look at questions of justice, resources, medicine, education. Mm, it mm. is not for the betterment of a certain tribe, not for the betterment of a certain tribe or class. It's not for the betterment of a certain population of the groups of people. Mm-hmm. It is for the whole nation. Wow. Yeah, so this makes our conversation even complex because it's it's not clear cut. I'm voting for this party because Mm. they're standing for this ideology, right? Yeah. Seems like also the manifestos are pretty much similar. Yeah, I mean, everybody promises the same things because everybody in the country needs the same things. Hmm. Wow. You can't be arguing on a on a different perspective because Mm -hmm. we all need the same things and we all know the structure of things that we need. Wow. And so, so as a Christian, mm-hmm. I would say instead of start voting for promises, what if we started voting about character? Wow. Character. That's a good one. Hmm. What do you so, think? Choosing men of unquestionable character? Choosing men of sober character. Unquestionable doesn't exist. Again, we're still coming <laughs> we're still coming back to the reality that as a Christian, you're not voting for a Christian, you're voting for just Ideas for just concepts, for just promises, for just policies, for policies that are beneficial to your brothers and sisters, for their flourishing, for their good. So will the, both of these parties that uh, we have not be able to say, yes, we are for that. We are for that. So maybe what we may need to discuss is how then, did you say, how do we disagree for Brothers and sisters, who may be? Was that the question? I'd say so. I'd say that's the question, and that's that's the underlining questions because you have a perspective, and Mm -hmm. I have a perspective, Mm -hmm. and I believe my perspective is right, and you believe your perspective is right. So how then do we live together and go to the votes and come back and still say hi? Wow. I think uh, the first principle maybe is to be able to agree on the straight line. Yes. So if there is a party that stands for something that the Bible forbids, I don't think a Christian should be able to vote for that party. For example, if a party is advocating for murder, the Bible says thou shall not murder. And that actually may even mean abortion. If they're standing for abortion, Mm-hmm. That is clear cut. It's a straight line. Yes. I don't think a Christian in a clear conscience should vote for that party mm-hmm. or a party that advocates for homosexuality. Mm-hmm. 
because that is a clear-cut sin, mm. right? Mm. But I think that is not much of our problem because that's clear-cut because we're Christians. But many times is this, uh, I don't know what you call this. <laughs> Wishy-washy, gray areas. Gray areas, Ma- exactly. Muddy water. Mm-hmm. So this is where we need uh, wisdom, mm-hmm. but also we need to understand that let us not let politics to divide us as Christians. It's very important. We need to be able to disagree on matters of our policy. Like, for example, this party's promise that, like, I think there's a party that is saying they'll solve youth unemployment. Mm. We can, You and I can differ on the policies the party is going to bring, right? Yep. But we can still be able to love each other as brothers in the Lord, right? Yeah, and I believe that's that's important because if you've looked at our discussion so far, mm-hmm. we have said Christians are political. Yes. We have not said Christian are partisan. Correct. And that's a very, it's a different now discussion to say it is possible to be a Christian, mm-hmm. to be publicly mm-hmm. political yes. and talk about policy yes. and decisions that can be made in this country exactly. and agree on those. Mm-hmm. But then it is also possible to be privately partisan. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know who you're voting for. You don't, I don't know who you're voting <laughs> for. I think I have an idea though. You but that's, idea. <laughs> but the, the reality is that it is possible for you and me to hold different party positions mm-hmm. and still have conversations on policy exactly. and political reality. Yes. I our, think, yeah. Our dividing line is not the partisan level. Mm-hmm. Our dividing line should be on the political and the policy level. Yes, that's uh, correct. And there is no way we're going to agree on everything. Mm-hmm. But we can still be able to disagree charitably and love each other unconditionally. And the point of the matter is when you're voting, you're voting alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to respect people's understanding of the political situation. If they can be swayed, to sway them to a political understanding, not a partisan agreement. Yes. Because I think maybe you need to break that down because maybe not everybody may understand what you mean by partisan. So what I'm saying by partisan is basically just having a party. A party, yes. So trying to convince, let's say, Newton to join my party is not the point of the political process. Although I hope you can join my party. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I charitably disagree. But the point is not to get the brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so to join my party. The Mm -hmm. point is for them to come to an understanding of why I hold my political position. Mm. And from there now, you'd be arguing on the straight lines we talked about, but also arguing on the gray lines in terms of human flourishing mm-hmm. in terms of the betterment of our neighbor mm-hmm. because the bible says love your neighbor yes in terms of looking at policies that best embodies what loving for your neighbor looks like wow and then we're arguing when we're taking people to start to look at like oh this is policy this is political this is how governance works this is how governance looks like this mm-hmm. is what good governance should look like it's not an argument of say come look at my party no that's not the point though that might come to another stage when people are convinced they say and I guess I'll vote for you mm. because personally, I believe I can vote for a different party mm-hmm. when I hold to their political conviction mm-hmm. while I'm from a different party. Yeah, that is so, so uh, uh, true. And again, as we have been asking this question, how can we still be able to be, for example, in the same church, 
mm. and then vote different parties mm-hmm. still be able to love each other because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, people throw insults at each other but as Christians I'm, I'm yet to be convinced that somebody has been able to explain to me they are voting, voting for that party because this is what they believe is best for a Christian it seems like there isn't anything of that sort in Malawi right? I would think we need to start bringing that to realize let's talk politics mm-hmm. let's not talk parties parties correct yes because once we start to talk about politics we're starting to look at issues that matter not emotions mm-hmm. that matter yeah wow and another thing that i've uh, noticed i might be wrong mm. you'll be well acquainted with this better than I might be, but I've realized that it seems to me a lot of people when they're voting for a specific party is because of the benefit that may come their way Mm. rather than saying what will be for the uh, good of the collective. So if someone says I'm going to vote for that party, they need change. Yes, you need change. You need uh, to see human flourishing. But it seems like we have for most part the politics of the belly. Yes, and I think we have a passage for that. Mm-hmm. It's our, one of our favorite passages. Uh, it's Philippians chapter 2, uh-huh. and we, we're talking about Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And it, Jesus is a perfect example of humility. And in chapter 2 of Philippians, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition of conceit, mm-hmm. but in humility count others as more, insignif- more significant than yourselves. Mm. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Do you believe that applies in voting? It should, but whether it does... To everybody, I'm not so sure about, but I believe it should apply to voting. So, so we have a we have a standard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do nothing out of selfish conceit. Yes. So if I'm voting for my belly, am I doing that out of love for my neighbor? No. I'm doing that out of love for me, which is sinful. Sinful. So if your argument for politics, not party, mm-hmm. is for the good of my neighbor. Yes. Shouldn't I agree with you? You should. Yes, that should be the principle. And mm-hmm. you, you were saying? I was uh, uh, saying that uh, we should actually uh, consider this as we're going to uh, vote. But I think the challenge may be somebody will be able to say, I am voting for a party mm-hmm. because I'm considering the interests of other people. Mm. But the very same person will say the very same thing using the same passage. <laughs> Which <laughs> goes back to the fact that I think uh, we need to be able to think like Christians. Yes. And sometimes it's difficult. And think that takes us back to wisdom. Mm. And wisdom is hard to come by. Yes. It is hard to come by. So I just like uh, how you have put it. We should we should not be partisan. Mm. But you say we can be privately. Yeah, we can be privately partisan. That that happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. There's, you can yeah. like if you wanna hang a flag of your party in your bedroom, mm-hmm. you allowed. can do that. Yeah. If you and your family, I am hoping your family has decision. But if you have, you and your family have decided to say we're going to follow the head of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and and the reality of this is then, what about me? Mm-hmm. And here, here me being, you know, this, this person in society, yeah. how about me who says I am neutral? Neutral. Mm. Okay. 
I'm neutral and I'm not voting. How how would you help me? I would like to find out why are they not voting? Do they have specific uh, legitimate uh, reasons why they are not voting? Mm. I want first and foremost to understand why they are saying that. Mm. And especially with our political landscape here in Malawi, mm. I I'll find that uh, to be a bit of uh, a problem. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the day. I will have to respect uh, somebody's uh, uh, decision. Mm. They need to do something that they are convinced uh, of their conscience. So if they want to vote, I may, I may again charitably disagree with them mm-hmm. because if you are not voting, do you still hold the right to complain mm. if wow. things go wrong? Mm. It's true. So I think we need to be people that are engaging in the matters before us. Mm-hmm. But the key is we should not be people that are just, uh, uh, you know, putting the flags of uh, our political parties, but be able to deal with the issues. Yes. I am voting for so-and-so because I believe, as far as I can tell, this is a right man to be able to uh, lead us uh, to, uh, yeah, the promised land, if there's anything of that sort here. <laughs> and I think that's the reality going into voting this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality into voting this coming week is is not, again, we have to come back to realizing it is not that because Christians have this desperation to trust in government for their salvation. Yeah. Um, no leader will be perfect. There's only one. Mm-hmm. And his name is Christ. His name is Christ. And there is there's no person who have a perfect government. And so we're going into voting this week, not thinking a perfect government is coming, mm-hmm. not thinking every right will be every wrong will be righted. We're not thinking every social problem will be fixed. We're going to see which person can come closest in their imperfect state mm, mm. to doing good for others. Wow. I wouldn't have thought of a better ending than what you've just said. Our ultimate hope mm. is not in a political party. Nope. It's not in a presidential candidate. These are just men. They're flawed like everybody else. But our ultimate hope is in the King of Kings. Mm our Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, Jesus is Lord. That's a political statement. Yes, yeah, that's very political. He, he's, he's Lord. He's Lord. Over all things. All things. And so yeah. as, as we're coming to a close, as we are also preparing to vote, as we're figuring out who to vote for, I feel like by now we know who's voting for who. <laughs> but as we are continuing, let's first and foremost, we, we keep our country in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing that God sets authority in place, yes. God institutes government, God is sovereign over things that happen in our country, but we are also given the privilege of prayer. Mm. So as we're praying for our country, as we're praying for peace, um, the last elections had a lot of demonstrations going on. As we're praying for peace, as we're praying for justice, that the elections go free and fair. fair. And as we're praying for our hearts to be able to make decisions on the reality of politics, not parties. Let's keep each other in prayer. Mm -hmm. Let's keep each other in conversation. 
that people can make good political decisions because we have that influence in other people's lives. We have that sanity mm-hmm. to help people make decisions that can be helpful, that can be unifying, and at the most that can be glorifying to God, even if we don't have a Christian nation. Mm. God bless my love.